0: morning. I uh, need to get some, my note says, get some pleasantries out of the way. <laughs> it's good to be here. It's good to see Cecil McClendon. Cecil and I go back. I just appreciate you as a brother in Christ. I know that we got Steve Turberville from Lighthouse Ministries. be honest with you, Steve's here this morning because Steve really is envious of me. Uh, being at the Dream Center, and he's right down the street from us, and he gets up every morning and has to say, Lord, how in the world can I compete with the Dream Center? And uh, Steve is just so good, and, and you all know, Steve and I, are we're partners. We're laborers together, and supporting him, I'm telling you guys, is well worth what, what you do in Lighthouse Ministries. and do appreciate it. I have my wife here this morning. Melanie, would you wave at everybody? That's my wife, Melanie. And uh, I told the... Uh, I told the first service, you know, when you have your spouse with you and somebody comes up and they greet you, they'll go to your spouse, how do you put up with him? You know, and it's always that opening conversation that we have. Trust me, when they say it to my wife, it's really, really, really true. You know, how do you put up with him? Of course, Melanie's parents with Dave, Dave and Nancy Williams, they were actually at the Dream Center this morning uh, making pancakes. Uh, we have a service in the morning where we, we do about 25, 30 people that we do a, a Bible study to, but we feed them breakfast. And those people won't go to church anywhere, trust me. And they come rolling in there in the morning and got their issues. But you know what? They they hear about Jesus. Let me get into the word uh, this morning. First of all, the title this morning is, The Son of Man Did Not Come to Be Served, But to serve. It's very key that we pick that up. Serving is everything. Uh, Our giving comes out of our heart to serve. And, and I, I think sometimes, um, as I deal with a lot of different churches at the Dream Center right now, uh, just last year before the pandemic, we had 28,000 volunteer hours. We have volunteers from every church, every organization. We can have Publix out one day. We can have Wells Fargo out another day. We can have All Saints Episcopal Church, Lakes Church. You know, you name the organizations and I could share with you some testimonies that would just blow you away and it's all God. Trust me, it's all God. It's it's not me. At the um, center, we there's three things very quickly. I'm going to go through these because I'm going to catch up on the message a little bit this morning. There's three things we base the Dream Center on. Number one is how do we engage the local church? Because Christians are compelled to serve. They're the easiest group to get... Uh, uh, volunteers from just a few weeks. A lady called me in distress, saying we have an urban farm downtown, and I'm not being able to get kids to clean up. Can you get some group of kids out to help us clean out that urban farm? And I said, man, I'd be more than glad to. We showed up with 30 southeastern students. The soccer teams were out, and man, they just knocked it out just like that. Well, see, so here's where the Lord connects. Didn't understand us. The lady that called us actually, her husband is the chief justice for the Florida Supreme Court. And we'll be going to her house this week for Negro. She was impressed by the volunteers, people that are compelled to come. Second of all, how do you engage government? I know Sammy, Sam Taylor's here this morning, very close to his son Sammy, which is Assistant Police Chief at Lakeland LPD. I'm a chaplain for LPD. I read in the first service, as I was coming to church this morning, I got a text that asked me if I was, if I was on call out because there was a shooting uh, at the McDonald's, right behind the McDonald's on Socrum Loop. Very close to this community, I think we understand two or two are dead. I did not get an update on that, but that connection and serving the city—how can we serve you? You're our city, and we don't do it being overtly Christian. They know we are. You hear me? They know that we are, but we serve them, and we don't ask anything in return. And I tell you what—twice a year, I could call LPD and say, "Hey, I need some money," and they'll forward money to us other entities parks and rec the third area is how do we engage business we're looking to say how do we get business involved in their city Uh, and not just what you can do you can drain the church all the time but there's a lot of money out there I'm not a money talker either pastor I just I'm not that way because I'm afraid I'm going to curse what I'm doing if I talk too much about money we had a guy call us, and here's the testimony I didn't give in the first service, we had a guy call us and said, hey, I want to come and talk to you. I keep reading about the Dream Center because somebody did a car wash, can I come by and see you? And I said, sure, come on over. I didn't do any research on who the guy was, I'm not into that. We sat in my office for about, about 10 minutes arguing back and forth on who grew up in the greater poverty. I grew up outside the Appalachians. I shared a bedroom with two sisters in ninth grade of school, along with our furnace. I had an outhouse. You all know anybody know what an outhouse is. Anybody, anybody? huh? Anybody know what an outhouse is in like 18 inches of snow, about three o'clock in the morning, huh? Feeling sorry for me right now, aren't you? <laughs> you gotta really go. You you know what I mean? And and when I get home in the, in the afternoon, I think Cecil, you may know a little bit about that. You know, you're West Virginia, aren't you? Yeah. So anyway, we'd, uh, we and I think you're from up in that area too, aren't you? There, pastor. A lot of kindred spirits going on here this morning. But when I get home, I'd have to carry buckets of water out of the spring and bring them and put them on our sink. Where when you dumped it down the sink, it flowed. My back feeding when I get up here. So, so, anyway, this guy came in, sat so down, we talked, and we were arguing over who grew up in the greater poverty. He's Catholic. He, well, was Catholic. He has uh, uh, 10 siblings, and they got government cheese. And I said, That's nothing. And when I got done talking, he goes, well, that's nothing. So our, our half-hour meeting went back and forth on who was the greatest poverty. So Whitney, which is one of our Connections coordinators, she's taking him on a tour. She walks by a room, and she shows him the room and says, this is our men's mentor room. We're working with young lives right now to mentor young men as they're mentoring young women. He goes, how much to finish this room? And she said, um, probably around $10,000. He goes, okay, put, put me down for that walks over to the other building, I catch up on a little bit later, comes back and we have a big slab outside where we feed every Thursday night. We feed about 75, 80 people that come from all over the city to sit there and eat together. And he goes, well, you need a pavilion out here. I said, yeah, we, we're kind of short on money right now, but we'll, we'll get it, God, I know that what God's placed in our heart. He goes, do, do you mind if I work on this? I went, no, just kidding, you know? And then I said, yeah, have at it, just, just let me know. Two days later, I get a call from Southern Homes and their site director comes over and he says, I want to see your site because my dad wants to build a pavilion for you. (laughs) Now now, granted, this is somebody I do not know, I did not invite him, and at that point, I still haven't researched who he was. So anyway, we we do these breakfasts for businesses where we get people to just bring their business associates, we talk to them about the center, we want to raise $1,000 from 300 businesses, very simple to do. Well, what happened was a group of businessmen came this one morning and I looked at them. and I said, don't know any of them. I said, look, I want you to know I, I don't want your money, but I'm here to date you. No, 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 I'm not like that, okay, but just just, just, just roll with me, here, okay? We gotta get the story going on. So anyway, I said that to one of our board members and he goes, well, that, that was weird. And I go, well, I'm weird, you know? I'm just weird. So it ended up happening that uh, about, about a week and a half later I get a check, and two checks in the mail from a guy that owns two businesses, and it's $1,000 each, and there's a sticky note stamped on it. And the sticky note says, I guess we're not dating anymore. <laughs> huh? Just the real God time. Well, that same morning, we're walking outside, showing them everything. We had our kids club truck that goes out to five neighborhoods during the week. And right now we're busting about 100 kids in again, post COVID. We're, we're bussing about 112, 115 kids in every Saturday from 16 neighborhoods. That'll hit about 250 once we're back up to its full amount. They walked by the Kids Club truck and the generator that runs the Kids Club truck was going boom, 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 just loud, old generator, you know what I'm talking about? And we eventually want to replace it, but it's cash flow and when you can work it out. We get back in the building he goes, what, what's the deal with that generator? I said, well, we're gonna replace with an inverter sometime, it's quiet, you know. He goes, I tell you what, my mechanic will call you tomorrow. They came, picked the truck up, took the generator out, built a whole new cabinet for it, that locks up, slides out, about four thousand dollars worth of work. Okay. No, the story's not over. I get an email that evening from him that says, Hey, build my company. <laughs> I shouldn't be saying this to all you why are we supporting him? You know, we need to get more money my lighthouse because he's got all the money he needs. You know, don't don't curse me. Give. You know, give, please give. But anyway, um, he, he just sends me an email that says hey every January and April of every year, Bill invoice, my company, for $5,000 each for the next five years. The guy came by one day at Christmas. We we're doing a major outreach with homeless people. We, we were, it's packed. We have people everywhere, feeding, haircuts, all that stuff. And he can walk out. He just walked up and said, hey, here's a check you know, for $2,000. Afterwards, he said this. Listen to me, church, because this is, this, is this is the people out there in the world that we look at sometimes and go, they are cold to the things of Christ. This man said, look, I give the Salvation Army. I give to this organization. I give to that organization. I'm really into politics, support, you know, conservative causes, put a lot of money into that. And he said this, nothing is fulfilling. I want to find something that I can give to that's fulfilling. And Steve Turberville's going, hey, we're fulfilling. That's what i doing right now. And he said to me the other day, he says, hey, we're, we're kindred spirits. And he hugged me. He goes, you know, I can't get this out of my head. And I said, you know, it's not in your head. It's in your heart. See, every person is formed and fashioned by God, every single person. And there's a God consciousness inside of every person. We just gotta stir it up sometimes. Let me back up. The Holy Spirit will stir it up when we're there. And these these are great days. But but this morning I want to talk to you real quick that uh, I can about missing, the missing piece. Every person in this room, you're, you're not complete. I know we like to, I like to think we, we all have it all together. You probably walked in here and go, man, I got it all together. And you know, and I got everything working for me. But you know, nobody has it all together. We, we, we all have things in us that are just not connected. And every time we get a, a box of uh, a puzzle at the Dream Center, it's, 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 they're used. So you know the first thing I think all the time? Is there a piece missing? Is there a piece missing? And it just bugs the fire out of me, because you know when you find out that the piece is missing in the puzzle? Anybody know when you find out? I mean, do, I mean honestly, do you pull the bag out and go, oh, there's a piece missing. I can tell there's a piece missing. You can't even count the jelly beans in a jar and get it right. You know what I'm talking about? So you don't know. You only know when there's a piece missing right when you get the puzzle done. So now there's two types of people. One's going to blame the company, stinking company. They cheated me a piece of puzzle. I joked in the first service about, yeah, there's a worker, you think about this, When do you like to work in a puzzle factory and you have a bad day? You know what you do when you have a bad day and you work in a puzzle factory? You take a piece out of every puzzle and flick it underneath the desk somewhere because that's getting them back, you know what I'm talking about. But, 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 but what happens, there's those people who will blame the company. There's other people who go, my goodness, did I lose that piece of the puzzle? And you'll tear the house apart to find that piece of the puzzle. Well see, that's how it is with us as believers. Every time we come to church, Pastor David should be preaching messages, I'm sure he does, I I know the type of guy he is, but he should accentuate a point in your life that something is missing. Because I'll guarantee it every time you come here, something is missing, it is. I can can personally vouch for that. I know you're all looking at me, go look at him, That, that guy's got it all together. He's good looking, I can tell he's intelligent, you know and look how fit he is he must work out i know you're all saying that but yeah, look i've got missing pieces we all do i think one of the biggest missing pieces in believers is serving we worship well we get into the bible we study but serving and serving has so many different levels and and i and, and i will say this and this is no way to put anybody down that works within the church but I heard one time they were talking about ushering, we need more ushers, and ushers is a, that's a valid needed, and if you're doing that, man, thank God for it, and hopefully you're smiling and put a good face on the church. But I heard one time that they asked the guy, can you usher, and he goes, well, when do you need me to be usher, and they said, Sunday morning. He goes, nah, I can do that, I'm already he- I'm already here, okay, and thank God for his service, thank God for that, but then when they extend to Sunday night, he'll go... Ah, uh, maybe, maybe I can pull one off a month. But then, you bring up Wednesday. And look at this, I need to pray about that. you be like, hey guys, right after church, everybody here, hey, I want you to drop your plans, we're gonna load up in a bus, I got two buses out there, we're gonna to go to the Dream Center, and we're gonna go out in the streets and soul-win the day. And we go, mm, need to pray about that one. You gotta pray about soul-winning? Now listen, I'm not putting you down, please, look, understand my spirit, I'm just, you know, if you get offended, wait a minute, Jesus offended people. So I'm in good standing, you know what I mean? I'm in good standing. But the reality is, when we need to serve, sometimes we serve in the convenient places. And not something that stretches. I tell Southeastern kids all the time, that want to know God's will for their life. I said, if you want to know what God's will is for your life, sometimes you have to know what the God, what isn't God's will for your life. In other words, do a smorgasbord of things. You know? Come out to the center, stretch it, do something you normally wouldn't do. We had one church, we were out in an outreach, and in that outreach, uh, and when the church comes out and does an outreach with us, the pastor sets the tone. And I may suggest we're going to do things, but the pastor says, I'm not going to do it. We were out one time, and I said, okay, this guy over here is going to do soul winning. If you want to go with him, he'll go door to door, and he'll teach you how to do soul winning. Right in the middle of it, the pastor's wife goes, my people aren't into soul winning. I'm going, okay. Uh, Okay, you're the pastor. We just won't do that. Well, what happened is people started peeling off later in the day, hunted the guy out and started doing soul winning. Okay? But it's just the idea that my people don't do that. See, everybody, everybody should find something to stretch yourself one time or another. Find it. Do something you normally wouldn't do. Now, granted, you know, like I said, we're out in the streets probably... Pretty much every Saturday, maybe one Saturday a month, we're, we're not out. And what do I mean by out in the streets? Yesterday, I am, I am, I had to sit down halfway through worship today because my legs are killing me. You know, we were out yesterday with a bunch of teenagers and college kids. I can't keep up with them anymore. You know, I used to be able to go on a basketball court and hold them on until 30, and then after that, things really started slowing down. I had a pastor one time tell me, Pastor, you guys probably know Pastor Carl Strader. Pastor Carl Strader told me one time, he said, you know, he was sitting at a staff meeting, I was the carpenter's at the time, and he said, You know, I found out something. This had not to do my message, but I think it's for somebody. He said, You get up one day and you can't find your keys. <laughs> we laughed about it, you can't find your keys. <laughs> the next day he gets up and he says, You can't find your keys and you're aching. He said, the next day you get up, you can't find your keys. You're aching, and you're watching TV, and you're going, This world is foreign to me. I don't understand any of this stuff that's going on. And then he said, One day you wake up, can't find your keys, you're aching, you don't understand the world again, and then you find yourself saying, Lord, it was today. I'm okay with that. But as Pastor Strader proved to all of us, he says, Lord, find me faithful. That man, that man, which preached in front of thousands, would do a Bible study before people because he wanted to be faithful. Whatever situation God put in. let will bring it back to the message here, real quick. Pastor, I'll get through this, trust me. We'll skip that page, we'll skip that page, we'll, we'll, we'll skip that page, we'll skip this. Tell the people how good they look. Y'all look good today. Let's go see what's next. I'm going to go back here. And I'll let you know, okay, she's back there sweating like crazy. Let's go to page Disciples Forced to Look Inward. There we go. Disciples Forced to Look Inward. Y'all you, you know the story about the washing. Other disciples feet. And this is one of the puzzles that, that I actually got as a prop and, and it has tape on the back. So I'm, somebody st- stuck Jesus' head back in there, so I can't I can't pry Jesus out of the picture because I didn't want him in the picture for my illustration. So Jesus is always in the picture, I guess, you know. But I look at this picture and I like to look at, you know, who's who's Judas in the picture? Here's these twelve disciples, and to set the tone of what's happening here. Remember, Jesus came in the first scripture we showed you this morning that he came to serve and not to be served the tone was set in his existence here yeah he came to seek the lost and you know and and not build an earthly kingdom build a heavenly kingdom yeah all, all that's true but his goal was even bigger it was about serving and what was it in serving we find it here all the way through his life now he's coming down to the end he's coming down to the end let's look at what he says next slide please says this It was just before the Passover feast, Jesus knew that he had, that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to his father. He knows his time is coming to an end. And as he knows that, he's looking at these 12 guys. And he's going, what is it? What are they, what are they lacking? Because they're lacking something. And I want to make sure before I check out of here, I give it to them. You know, just like us. We, we want to impart knowledge and wisdom to our kids. If we know we're checking out, we're going to, you know, we'll, we'll do our will and everything. But that's not as important as the wisdom that you give your kids and the life that you live out before them. He goes on to say, here, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. I've stuck that in there because that's where the story starts. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. And Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. Next scripture. This gets interesting. So he got up from the table. from the meal, he took off the outer clothes and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet." Up to this point, the disciples didn't notice anything that was odd. Now, if I broke out a basin right now and threw some water in and said, okay, line up, I'm going to wash your feet, probably that would be odd for this morning, because you didn't come expecting that. It may be a normal thing here, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Pastor, I love pastors. <laughs> i just it's a good man here. But, but the disciples knew that there was nothing unusual because in the Old Testament, when you would travel all day and you would come into the house of somebody, the first thing that they would do would be offer you a bath. Or, at the least, they would say, let my servant wash your feet. See, I'm not washing your feet. I'm going to bring somebody in this morning who's going to wash your feet. I ain't washing your feet. That's what it was. So when Jesus knelt to wash his feet, that was the only thing that was odd. Because he's the master. He's the teacher. Listen, he's the teacher. He kneels down and he washes their feet. Now we know what happens. Look, look, look at 6. 6 comes up. He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, You do, you do not realize now what I am doing. I'm going to tell you something. You ever been like that with God? You don't realize right now what he's doing? God's always doing something. Do you know why? God's years down the road. We're in the now. He's years down the road. He says to Peter, you you don't realize right now what I'm doing. But later you will understand. And Peter really understood on the day of Pentecost. That's when he came to full knowledge. Now it's all coming together. I didn't see it before the crucifixion. I didn't see it before all this. I listened to his words, but all of a sudden, he goes, I will understand, and and Jesus knew that about him. He was gonna understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet, and Jesus said, unless I wash your feet, you will have no part of me. Next slide. Then the Lord, then Lord, Simon Peter said, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. And when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you. What Jesus is saying to his disciples, there's something missing inside of each one of you. He didn't come out and say that. You know what? You, you guys, you, you don't have it. Jesus knew how to use the situation. Pull them in, and then slap them up on the side of the head with some wisdom. I mean, not physically. You all understand, I was just, uh, just talking. Okay? But he brings them in, and then he says to them, he shows them something that's very important, very important, which was to serve, to serve. Remember right before this, if you, if you go back farther, you have the mother of James and John coming to Jesus and saying, hey, can my son sit on the right and the left hand? And, and, but that's when Jesus realized Wait, they're not getting this. They, they, they want the high position. They don't understand that you, you've gotta become low. One of the first things I did at the center, when I took the center off, we had a lawn care company. $350 a month was doing lawn care. I got rid of them. Do you know who mowed grass? Me. Do you know why I did? Not to pat myself on the back. One was to save money because I saw some other things I wanted to do. But the other thing is I knew the value of that community seeing me serving. Even to this day, I'll be out there in my shorts mostly because I love it, but the other thing, that value of showing them that you're serving somebody and you're loving them. If you see the story that, that unfolds, you know, hear Jesus is saying, uh, you lo- look lo- looking at James and John's mother going, you know, that's in the Father's, that's in the Father's hands. But you wanna be great in my kingdom, you have to become a servant. What the world doesn't understand today is serving. The world doesn't comprehend that. They comprehend arrogance. They comprehend power. They, they, they everybody's built about their image and who they are, but they don't understand service. Just bless somebody sometime that you don't know. I'm not talking about the guy on the street corner because they're out begging and that's fine, but I'm talking about just walk up to somebody and just bless them one time and they, they're dumbfounded. They're dumbfounded. And I see in here that Christ is setting the platform you know, getting back to the piece of the puzzle. You know, when you look at this puzzle, you take almost any piece out of this puzzle, and things change. You take Jesus out of the puzzle, <laughs> things really change. You know, but what if you take Peter out of the puzzle? Remember what happened with Peter? He denies Christ. He comes a full recognition of who he really is. And now, on the day of Pentecost, he stands up. The Bible says, and empower, in power, delivers an Acts, delivers a powerful message. But you know why? Because what he was lacking this day. The father gave him. The father gave him. I will tell you that I really believe. I want you to listen to me. I really believe that we have to find a whole another level of serving. I don't minimize people giving as a level of service. Those that will give this church mission, those that pastor. I, look, I'm out, I'm outside to a lot of churches. I will tell you what you guys have done here missions-wise is absolutely phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Not only BGMC, which we, we receive, but, but you, you know, you're know talking about this overall missions giving for, for this insignificant church. You understand what I'm saying? You're not insignificant. For great is your reward in heaven because of your faithfulness. And not only that, you know how hard it is sometimes to give the missions when you don't see the outflow of it? It's one thing we give the Dream Center and you drive down the street and see it. But by faith, you're giving missions all over the world. And people are having the gospel preached to them today because of you. Here's what I want to challenge you to do. It's funny because I had the, I had the box for that puzzle. And I was just thinking, you know, uh, if, if you keep the puzzle in the box, you don't you don't get the full picture. But isn't it the same thing about Christ? If we keep Christ in the box, we keep him in our own little world. I'm going to throw this in as a little extra that the first service didn't get. So thanks for coming to the second service. You get more. If you look at the scripture, and I'm going to tell you about church. We look at the scripture where it talks about David was locked up in the cave of Adullam, the word Adullam means two things, retreat and refuge. Too many times our churches are becoming a refuge and not a retreat. Let me tell you the difference. A refuge is where you come and hold up, your kids are being taken care of, you know each other, we're comfortable. Hey, it's too hot in here, we turn the air up and down. There's nothing wrong with that, it's all fine. But we become comfortable with this. It becomes a refuge. A retreat, though, is where you come and you get stoked back up. The preaching of the word, the movement of the Holy Spirit, and now you go back out there to serve and do battle. Don't let this become a refuge. The greatness is in this church if you become a retreat. Same way with the puzzle. If you leave it in the box, you don't have the big picture. You get it out of the box. You let Jesus out of the box. This is what I'm known for. I operate outside the box. I don't see barriers. It gets me in trouble sometimes. You know? It gets me in trouble. But I really don't care. Because I want to see the gospel go forward. I'm not afraid to ask. I'm not afraid to push through something. Okay? I encourage you guys this morning as a church. I, uh, I don't know about you. Let me just tell you this. This is not a... This is not... This is not warming up to you so you like me your worship this morning is real you hear me and there was, <laughs> was be in trouble. there was no smoke and there was no lights and it was real yes, amen. it was real amen. You, 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 you can sense it giving time for the moving of the Holy Spirit it's very unusual but you did it this special. This church is this church is special. I'm not saying that because I want you to like me. Because I could care less if you like me or not. Just keep supporting me. <laughs> I don't care if you like me. Just support me, okay? Let me pray real quick as Pastor comes. Church, keep giving. Keep doing what you do. But look, learn your own personal self. Step outside the box. Pastor Mike, I really don't know how to do that. You go to Pastor and say, Pastor, what can I do more? Here's another thing though. You can call me, and I will put you in an uncomfortable situation and will enjoy every moment of it. A couple weeks ago, the Lakes Church, a Baptist church downtown, their college group really wanted to start getting dirty. I said, let's get dirty for God. So I took them at 8 o'clock at night to one of the worst areas in town right now, the garden area. was over behind Crystals. I said, meet me there at 8 o'clock. They showed up. We put their cars in a semicircle, shined the headlights. They got a guitar out, and they did worship. 15 minutes later, LPD comes from everywhere because neighbors were calling going, what is that? There's a bunch of white people in our neighborhood, and I don't know what they're getting ready to do. You know, And luckily they pulled up and said, oh, hey, Pastor Mike, oh, now, now it makes sense. That college group now, every Thursday morning, is walking the streets just praying for people. And they're getting outside their comfort zone, and they're going, hey, this is easy. And now now they've done it for about a month and a half, and now they're meeting people and they're checking up on those people. That's getting outside their comfort zone. I'll help you do that. I'll help you. I'll put you in arm's way. No, not in a bad way, trust me, not in a bad way. But here's the secret of that. LPD comes out at night when we do the out night all night cook not the all night, but the night cookouts in those same areas. It gives them opportunity, listen, to meet people in the community. Under this covering of Christ that we put out there. And so we're connecting people back with the city. Appreciate you guys supporting us, Pastor. You know, I honor you, you're just a, and I'm not saying that. you know that. We've we've had lunch enough, you know. It's bad, he wants to meet at Whitney, Wendy's when he pays. When I pay, it's always some, you know, yeah, you, you, you know. But Pastor, I love you, I really do. Steve Turberville never pays, so what really makes the big difference? <laughs> Pastor, it's all yours, my friend.